Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Toby, I'm not going to muck around today. Let's get straight into the plug. But you're quite good at beating around the bush. Nah, mate. Nah, 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 nah. Don't go there, big fella. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not not today. today. Right. I'm taking your thing, you know, you oh. know short, sharp, to the oh, point. Yeah. But like your no, haircut. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's lockdown haircut today. I may have cut it a bit shorter than I thought I should. <laughs> You've got you're like the Johnny Bravo with the big tuft at the front. The problem is, is that what happens is because I'm quite you know sensitive about the forehead or the what? five head. Sorry. Whenever I look in the mirror, I always sort of do this, and it looks good, <laughs> you know, with all the old frown. Oh yeah, no, nah, it's all good. And then when I don't pull the frown, it's like. Oh my god! It's like a satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> the sun. Is beaming off his head. Anyway, Planes mate, in the air are ducking for cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Is the sunstrike? I can't see. What is it? This, the the seven wonders of the world, mate. Anyway, you're not, you're the plug. Well, I said I wasn't going to muck around. I said I was going to get straight into the plug. <laughs> well, we and haven't you stopped ruined talking. it. You've <laughs> ruined it, like you always do, oh, mate. <laughs> Anyway, if you'd like to support us, if you'd like to thank us for the, what, was it the good work we do? The work we do? Yes. The fun we have. The fun that we have and hopefully it it sort of rubs off on, rubs off on. (laughs) Rubs up. (laughs) (laughs) Rubs off on you. So Uh, speak. Yeah. um, Subscribe. Do all those things. Five star review. Yeah, send us an email just to say thanks and a question. We love your questions. We do love the questions. We've got some good questions tonight. I've got some great questions for you tonight, because it's the quiz, isn't it? It is. But up next is... Breaking news. It is breaking news. Do you know what I almost said? The quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the quiz is back tonight. That that is the first breaking news. Correct. We've had a lot of people ask for the quiz to be brought back, so we've brought back the quiz. But what's your first story, Tobes? 
I have an interesting perspective is the headline. So this is former uh, Wallabies coach Michael Checker, and he's, he's landed a surprise role in commentary. Checker. Oh, yeah. yeah, I reckon he'd be awesome. He'd tell it like it is. He'd tell it like it is. So he's going to be in uh, this year's Super Rugby AU. So he'll be on the um, the commentary panel, I guess. It, yeah. Either he'll be doing the games or he'll be in the studio, so to speak. I think he'd be very, very good touchline. Ooh. Yeah, I think he'd be, but I think he'll end up being in the studio. He'll go studio, won't he? Yeah. You know, like Ian Smith, yes, New Zealand commentator. He's very good pitch side. He is very good pitch side. Not not as good in the studio. No. I think Czech would be awesome pitch side. You know, he, interviewing he, the crowd, he'd be amazing. Do you reckon? Inter- they'd give him a bit of <laughs> they'd jib, give though, wouldn't, they? wouldn't they? But yeah. I think he'd, like you say, he'll be very, very good. He's an intelligent guy. He knows a heck of a lot about rugby, and I, I do, I do agree. I do think he has an interesting perspective. You know, because like he went to the World Cup and just said, "Run it, lads! Just run it." Yeah, run it. Up don't kick it, lad. Why don't? What's that? What's kick it? Rugby? Who does that? England, <laughs> and France, and everyone else yeah. at the moment. I think it'd be great. Yes, I agree. Played him. Sonny Bill Williams apparently hasn't well, been taken up on that. I was going to say them two. I think I'd rather check her. Because oh. Sonny Boo would be like, oh, yes, uh, it's good offload for out the fellow I wide. Uh, it was a good run and uh, good try at the finish, yes, nice. That's what Sonny Boo would be like. I think you're doing him a disservice. <laughs> I think he'd be more like this. Ah, uh, lads. Yeah. <laughs> lids, lids, lids. <laughs> Mate, what's your first story? My first story is there's some new rules. And actually, yes. I've got to thank a uh, listener. Okay. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, I have to apologise, but you'll that's know who village. it is. Who sent us in and said, "Listen, there's some some new rule changes." Uh, two, there's the goal line dropout that we saw in Australia. That's been brought into Super Rugby a um, Aotearoa. Yeah, and also the captain's challenge has been brought in. So who who's been listening to the Super <laughs> Rugby podcast? Well, they haven't been listening enough because. What they should have also done was the three strikes and you're out. Yes. And they should have made... Maybe that's next year. They should have made the captain's challenge is the only way that you can... The referees can, unless it's foul play, they've got to make a decision. I don't think that's the case. So how many... Do you know the ins and outs of it a little bit? A little bit. So the dropout for a start, so... It's just like rugby league there, isn't it? Yeah, but I do like it because if you hold someone up over the try line you would normally get a scrum. Yes. They would get a scrum. But if you do that now, uh, it's going to be a dropout. Oh, so therefore, really? there's actually, you know, potentially what you might end up doing is grabbing them and pulling them over your own try line. Yeah, and hold, risky, hold eh? It is risky. I remember I did that once. Did it work for you? No, they scored. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big fella too. Oh... Didn't go well. No. So that's the first one. Oh, I, um, I didn't actually realise that anything over the try line is a... a uh, what if it's taken back? Yeah, so taken back. Oh, yeah, taken back still a scrum. Okay, right. But if you if it's over there and you press it down, normally you get 22 dropout. Yes. You don't. Goal line dropout. You get goal line dropout. Right. So I like that. So I think you it's miss, good. You, it, it's more attacking minded that actually, isn't it? Well, that's what they're trying to do. They're yeah. trying to keep ball and play a lot longer. And trying to stop as many scrums. 
So that, that's good. So um, instead of it going to the 10 metre line, it'll go to their 10 metre line. Yeah, rather than, attack, attack, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Attack, attack. I like that. The other one is the old captain's challenge. So you can use it in three scenarios. You can use it uh, for any try scoring situation. So if a team scores a try and you disagree, you can use your captain's challenge then. Okay. You can also use a captain's challenge for any decision in the last five minutes, or you can use it for foul play at the any The last point. five minutes? Yes. But you only get one captain's challenge. So let's say there's a try, yeah, and the referee misses a, a knock-on four minutes and 49 yep. seconds. I would be the captain, and I'd be like this. I'd like you to go back. I'd like you to re- review the whole game. <laughs> And you do the whole five so, minutes. Yeah, no, but no, you could yeah, do that, you couldn't could. you? So you you are allowed, but I, by all accounts, you have to be specific. So right. as a captain, you'd have to say, "I would like you to check the forward pass that happened three minutes ago." Yeah, build <laughs> no. up, build up to the. I'm surprised. It's, 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 it's only minutes. it's only in the build up. So there would have to be a no scrum, no line out, no you know, no no stoppage in play. Yes. It's only in the build-up. But yeah, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Then the golden points change a little bit. So in Australia, it's two five minutes, whereas in New Zealand, it's 10 minutes straight What's through. For? Uh, time, for the extra time, right. golden golden point. 10 minutes one way. I would just like to have seen them gone further to make the game more ball and play. I think yes. they've not done enough in my mind. I wonder how many draws there'll be which will lead to extra time. Well, we didn't think there'd be many, but actually no. there were a few. So, Well, I don't think there were many in New Zealand. There were more in Super Rugby AU. Yeah, but I think over the season there was at least twice that went into Maybe, extra yeah. time. Which, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't have thought really. Yeah, but wasn't there a game that went into extra time and then stayed a draw anyway? Yes, yeah. So it gave in extra time, and then after extra time, it was still a draw, and they went, oh, well, we're right then. Yeah, what, what's the yeah, point? I don't like that. I don't like that. Mate, over to you. Second story for you, mate. Hamish Watson. So Hamish Watson. Watto. Um, Watto. Um, is an angry Scotsman. Yeah. So we're talking about the flanker. Hamish we're talking Watson. about the flanker, yeah. yeah got, the, oh, no, got quite a nice mullet, actually. Long-haired rugby player, yes. but we kind of like him. We kind of like him. Because it's not manicured long hair. No. It's he can't afford a haircut, He's long hair. Correct. Yeah. He wants to keep warm, long yeah, hair. Yeah, his neck. Yeah. But in summer, he wants to keep the scared, sun off it. Scared of, of scissors, haircut. Like That's it. the type of guy he That's, is, right? That's who he likes. It's not stylish is what I'm trying <clears> to get to. Correct, yes. A little bit like yours. He, oof, 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 we've gone there. We've gone there, right? So he, he's he said that was a rubbish call, an absolutely dreadful call. Are we talking about the red? Card? So we talk about the red card. Yeah. Did he say that during the game? Uh, that's not rugby. That call. Uh, <laughs> I no, I think he said it afterwards. Yeah, he'll get fined for that, won't he? Yeah. You'd the think problem so. is, is that it kind of is a red card. Like I, I get where he's coming from. Rugby's changed. But he came from a mile and a half away. 
and he absolutely banjoed the guy out the way. Yeah. Now, he only just skimmed Z- his Xander? head. Yeah. Uh, Fagerson? Xander Fagerson, I think. Yes. Um, but he came in from a mile away. If he had have just checked his feet, if he had have just slowed down a little bit, sort of, he probably wouldn't have done what he did. No. I think Hamish Watson's right. You know, yeah. Th- this time last year, that wouldn't be a red car, but... You know, the week before... That was a red card, though, wasn't it? Yeah, he did drop the elbow, didn't he? did yeah. drop the shoulder. Bit yeah. of a chicken wing. But I, I do think, you know, we have to protect the players. But I do feel a little... I mean, the yeah, one, I agree. The one I agree, area that I think is going to become a real question in the future is in the tackle when they dip their head. And yeah, they, they lead, they, they lead, they with, lead their with their head. But I do think that one, I'm sitting on the fence of... It's a red card. It, I think it is a red card. Well, by the letter of the law, it is, isn't it? But he's Direct come from. I mean, if he hadn't, if he had slowed down, yeah. but it was it was reckless. Well, it's like the first one, the the one against um, Wales. Yes, the Irishman. He he again. He came from quite a while away. Yes, and it was just reckless. He could have just left that alone. Mm. I, I'd feel a bit more sorry for the Scot. Like the Scottish guy. Yes. When he comes off the pitch, if I'm the coach, I give him an arm around the shoulder and say, mate, yeah. tough luck. Whereas the Irish, You'd go, Peter O'Mahony, I think it was, I'd be like, oh, what'd you, mate, what'd you do that for, you yeah. idiot? Because, you know, it was quite nasty, his yeah. one, whereas the Ferguson one wasn't nasty. Mm. He was just trying to clear him out, but it was reckless, and he did make contact with the head. Yeah. And we all know that it's important. So just crack on. Get on with it. Correct. My, my next story is, my. We, <laughs> my next story is, and we love Nigel Owens, don't we? We do like Nigel Owens. Well, Nigel Owens has gone out and he said he's rated his top five players that oh, yeah. he's refereed. Okay. So, you know, you think we're talking about he's got a great view of these players. Yeah, but he's pretty much refed everyone in the world. Yeah, apart from me and you, mate. He hasn't had that honour. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> um, so he knows his stuff. He's rated Dan Carter five. Yeah. Okay. I I I I say Nigel. I think you're wrong, but I'm going to say that you're not far wrong. You know, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. But but this this isn't necessarily the ones that he's ripped. This is well. I mean, he's ripped pretty much every international player. Yeah. But he's talking about the five best players all time. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're on the same page now. Oh, of course, because there's one there that he hasn't really refed. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My my mistake. Alwyn Jones is next. Now I'd have a bit of a problem with this. He's I think, Welsh, mate. I think he's, he's yeah. If he wasn't Welsh, would he be number four? No, he wouldn't be, would he? I'd. Uh, he's a but very. He, he goes on to say, doesn't he's a he? Great that he's, Welsh player. He goes on to say that he's biased. It says it says yes. it in the the second one. I'll read out the second one, mate. You go. Right. Um, then we got Brian O'Driscoll, which I I like. I think that's fair. I, as we mentioned last week, I think Brian O'Driscoll is a goat. I think he he he. You know, it's like it's easy for some of those All Blacks or some of those South Africans to shine when they've got amazing players Correct. inside, outside. We mentioned it. Um, you know. Yes, uh, last he, he week, didn't, didn't he? We? didn't have much around him, and he still carved people up. So, Gareth Edwards is the second one, and the little caption underneath it says, um, greatest Welsh player 
of all time, um, I'd be in big trouble if I didn't mention him. He's a hell of a player, though. He's a hell of a player, but is he, in your opinion, and again, this is all to... This is a little bit, he was a little bit before my time. Yeah. You know, he's passing leather balls. There wasn't really the spiral pass around back in those days. No. But he's a heck of a player. Yeah. That's for sure. But his number one, Richie McCaw. Yeah. Which is good. I just think the Richie McCaw thing is so interesting because he's not actually that good at anything. No. He's just good at everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? A jack of all trade, master of none. Yeah, apart from me, you know, don't get me wrong. He was great jack. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But also, I mean, he was a master with his mind, wasn't he? He'd be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. He'd research the referees. He'd know what they'd ping him for, what they wouldn't ping him for. Yeah. That's where he was world-class. Was he a world-class passer? No. no. Was he a world-class tackler? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Was world-class he a, runner? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> when he used to get the ball, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> don't pass, just give it to them and win it. <laughs> but, you know, when you watch um, Chasing Greatness, which is on Prime, Amazon Prime, it's really clear he just worked goddamn hard yeah. to be the player that he was. So fair, fair play to him, mate. Fair play to him. So my next one is a is another Nigel Owens little story here. That must stop. So Nigel Owens there is referring, and he's taking aim at Owen Farrell. Is he taking aim at Owen Farrell? <clears throat> is this is this this is a tackle, isn't it? No, no. What is it? Go on. No, this is about. Um, the um, game of the weekend against Italy. Yeah. And he thinks that Owen, <clears throat> excuse me, that Owen Farrell wasn't treating the referee in an orderly fashion. I'm, I'm, I'm with him. Go on, Huge respect. Go on, Nigel. Huge respect apparently, to Owen Farrell. Can I, can I just say, Owen Farrell apparently is a great bloke. Well, he goes yeah, on to and, say and, here. And everything we see on the TV, and, and he, he's just maybe having a bad day every day on TV. Huge respect for Owen Farrell, both as a player and person. There you go. That's the, do you know what he's just, just done there? Do you know what you know he's done there? too much chat. He's played the get-out-of-jail-free From card. him to the referee. That must stop. So he's obviously targeting Owen for his, the way, the manner that he's speaking to that referee. Yeah. Just wasn't wasn't in the spirit of rugby. Because we're not footballers. Footballers, they swear, they yell. You know, if you see it on the TV, they throw their hands up and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But that, that doesn't happen in rugby, does it? Well, it does if your name's Owen Farrell or, to be fair, Dan Bigger or, to be fair, Johnny Sexton. What do they all have in common with each other? They're all teens. So and they're you know, all annoying. Uh, there's no good way of saying that. I either swear or not. I, I think it's, it's you know, you do get an, an edge on a referee. You know, I've, referee, um, I've refereed, but I've, I've also coached. With referees, and you know, you you do you do make them think. And I hate to say it, would they be doing their job if they didn't push the referees' buttons a little bit? And the answer is, but that's a captain's role, isn't it? It you've is. That's what they the, are. You've got to ask the hard questions. I think the nice guys lose. Kieran Reid used to lose. You know, you think Lions, yeah, when blatantly accidental offside going into the last couple of minutes of the game, yeah. 
you know, he's very polite. Oh, you know, Frenchy, Frenchy. Oh, I think you've made a mistake there. You know, he was too nice. Yeah, and but, it happened yeah, time and time to again. To be fair, if if in that situation, I think if Kieran had gone in a bit harder, he would have reversed the penalty. And event- well, no, he didn't get the penalty. No, I know he didn't get the penalty, but I mean, it went against England anyway. But he might have, <clears throat> you know, it definitely wouldn't have changed. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. We're flogging a, a dead horse. We are. Yeah, we're flogging a dead horse. I like that, though. I like how Nigel's flogging coming a out. Flogging dead horse. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Coming out and he's saying. He's coming out. He's talking yeah, I about. I thought he already was out. <laughs> years ago, mate. Years. Old news. Sorry, Izzy. Uh, do you like that? <laughs> uh, right, mate. My next story is, and I like this because it's British and Irish lines want to deliver a traditional tour to South Africa. So they're bashing out the idea of going to Australia and it have been hosted there. And they're basically saying, listen, we want to go to South Africa. We want to play in South Africa. And if we have to play it behind closed doors, we'll play it behind closed doors. Good. I think it would be a terrible shame. <clears throat> and I yes. think that potentially if they can postpone it till next year, that makes the most amount of sense ever. Because Yeah, but what if next year's... A write-off as well. Well, I just think... Don't get me wrong, I still I watch think it. Life I'll has still to watch get, it. I think life has to go on. But would you play it behind closed doors? Lions? Matches? What a shame that would be. Of course, the players want to go. You know, they want to go. They don't want to wait because they might not be informed. They might not get picked. It's true. So, you know, it's the chance to go on a Lions tour. But I just think... I like the idea. Go to South Africa, play South Africa, tour South Africa. But just imagine being in that. You know, you couldn't do it. I mean, imagine being on tour for like, you know, two months. And you can't leave your hotel rooms no. and stuff like that. No, but it is what it is, mate. It is what it is. It's the time of COVID. The last one I've got also is that the um, the Frenchies, they're all in isolation. Yeah, the, the, the coach got COVID, didn't he? The it? coach has got COVID, which means that he's, you know, spoken to everyone. So, you know, they're not going to play for the next couple of weeks, at least. No, they won't. Which are luckily they've got a, they've got a, a, a they've got that time before they play. Yes. So they've got they a week off anyway, don't got they? Got a week off. So basically so going to come together and play. Where, well, surely they can isolate together. You would imagine so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd imagine so. And the, and the, did you see the Jack Willis um, ruck out, clear out, yeah. crocodile row yeah. roll? People up in arms about this. I, I I do agree. I mean, I think it's one of those things that people do get injured, but I don't he, think it was done maliciously. No, although oh. uh, Liam Blackett, who's the Wasps coach, who this lad plays for, um, was it Jack Willis? Wasn't it Jack Willis? Pretty sure it's Jack Willis. Plays for. He said, "We don't coach the crocodile role." I thought it was interesting. You, you, I bet you, bet you they have done. I bet you if his players yeah, why is used that relevant? it, we're well, saying that he thinks it's dangerous. Well, so yeah, he doesn't coach his he doesn't coach his players to do it. Oh, amazing! Uh, neither do I. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a different level, but <laughs> I I just think why would you coach it? it, it I guess it just depends on the situation. I, I bet you that bloke who's tackled him or cleared him out, 
hasn't gone right. I'm gonna I'm gonna crocodile roll him now. He's in a great position to be crocodile rolled. I I agree with you. I think he's got there and he's gone. Oh, the only way I can get rid of this guy is with a crocodile roll. And I'll just do it. Yeah. And just grab him and do it and yeah. not think anything of it. But you uh, do a lot of that, don't you? Are they are they dangerous? Are they any more dangerous than clearing out someone from deep and just wanging into the middle of their back? I don't know is the answer. No, you no, know, that's right. I, yeah. I haven't noticed lots and lots and lots of injuries from crocodile rolls. No. It wasn't it was unfortunate because his leg got caught between two players. Yeah. So it as was he just, was crocodile rolled, it was just obviously, the position. It wasn't yeah. necessarily the actual role. Should they be outlawed, the crocodile no. roll? No. I just think it, it goes back to the ruck. The ruck is a mess. The ruck is very, very difficult. You've got two English players in that situation that were over top of the ball, bound to each other over top of the ball. And I'm thinking, you can't blame the Italians to try and get rid of them. I blame the other Englishmen. I just sit there. Hey, I just sit there and go. Just change the right. If you're going to ban crocodile rolling, ban it now. Go further and say, what else are we going to do to make it safe? No rucks. Just mate, touch rugby, mate. Just put it under the legs. Hey, we've got a goal line dropout. Forty twenty. <laughs> just drop it down to thirteen <laughs> players. Knock your socks off. Yuck. Right, mate. Results. Yeah, results. Hey, look at this. Boom. There goes the results, here, mate. They're a little off center. Ah, no, they're good. Oh, well, you've got the wrong results first. Oh, do I? Yes. What a shame. Well, we can go off here, can't we? We've got to Ireland 13, France 15. Didn't see that one coming, to be honest. No. Uh, Scotland 24, Wales 25. I didn't see that one coming either. I had a shocker, really, with the old Super Bowl. Did you? Yeah, well, I picked. Um, I did pick France to win, but I picked Scotland to win, and obviously England to win. England are beating... Italy, 41-18, not the most convincing of wins, no. really. No. I, I, to be fair, I would have picked Wales to win, but I didn't think it was going to be that close. Do you think the red card changed the game? As you say, mate, they always change games. Always change the game, but do you think Scotland would have won? I think there's a couple of things that went against Scotland, and one of them was they had quite a few unforced changes so did Wales to be fair yeah uh, I mean Cameron Redpath not playing in that midfield was a big difference made a big difference and as we said Scotland don't have the squad yeah to compete to win the Six Nations yeah. it showed on Saturday yes no there's not much depth there is there no but yes I do think it made a big difference it was early enough yeah they lost by a very narrow and they could have won and they should have won yeah Arguably, they look like they ran out of gas with five to ten minutes. That's because the player's gone off. Right, mate. Uh, Premiership rugby. Yep. My favourite kind. Um, Wasps beating uh, the Worcester Warriors 17-13. Exeter Chiefs had a good win. They're back to winning ways now, aren't they? Against London Irish 26-3. Good defence. No Mate, they, they were exceptional. Yeah. They were exceptional on the weekend. Uh, Harlequins, 37. Leicester Tigers, 24. Sale Sharks. Big defeat. Well, when I say big. Uh, Bath. <clears throat> two Bath, sorry. 27-22. Uh, that was a bit of a shock to me. Bath are down in the... 
Yeah, what I would say is 10 changes for sale sharks. 10? 10 changes. Is and there they, a they, South African thing going on? <laughs> they brought actually all the South Africans on after uh, after they got went down by quite a few. Right. But 10 changes, if it wasn't for the 10 changes, then Bath wouldn't have won. Right, okay. And then Bristol scraped a win against Gloucester. Hell of a game, mate. 18-17. Gloucester were good. Were they? Gloucester, I mean, you look at Gloucester and you say they've got a good team. Yeah. They lack in one or two places. But for the life of me, I can't work out why they are down that low. And maybe what I would say about the Premiership Rugby is I've enjoyed it. They play some good rugby. You know, they're playing quite attacking rugby in muddy conditions as well. Yeah, awful. Ugh. But I, Exeter Chiefs were, were great on the weekend. Really, really good. Because London Irish weren't bad either. And the interesting thing here is, and we, we speak about you know, relegation and promotion. It's pretty tight because we're into the internationals, which means all those players go and play. Yes. Which now we're at the bare bones of all these teams. Scraping in. Scraping through. And Although, Sale Sharks yeah, lots should of, really and be... Bristol, <clears throat> they've got inter- internationally quality players that obviously have chosen to play for Bristol. Yeah. You know, um, the fullback, Pierre Tower... Um, yes. Stephen Luatua, who's yes. who's injured at the moment. Oh, okay. But you know these guys are international Semi. quality. I mean, uh, London Irish, Paddy Paddy Jackson, Paddy McGuinness, Paddy Jackson. Who's Paddy Jackson? Paddy Jackson, the fly half that could be playing for Ireland, but he did something stupid. I think he convicted convicted. Yeah, yeah let's not go there. Let's yep. not go there. But uh, you know he could be playing at international level too. So there's still lots of players around. Liam Sobawonga playing for for Wasps. You know. These international quality players. Yeah. So, very interesting. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I'll tell you one thing that I'm thoroughly enjoying is Harlequins. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then. Harlequins, mate. I thought you were going to say something about England being third. Oh, I'm enjoying that as well. <laughs> so, Bristol at the top, Exeter Chiefs are second, Sale Sharks are third, Harlequins fourth, Wasps fifth, and Northampton Saints are sixth. And with the Six Nations as it currently stands... You wouldn't pick Ireland to be... There. Sorry, France won going down Wales, England, Scotland, Ireland and Italy. Ireland is fifth. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think they've got enough, eh? I no, wouldn't have picked I would, Wales I would have to picked, be second. Correct, correct. Wouldn't have picked that. To be fair, they've had two very close games, but they've won. They've won them. Yeah. You know, normally they would lose them. Backs against the wall, Wales have been good. They've been real good. You know, you, you can't knock it. That they, they you, you can say their teams are old, but old age brings experience. Yeah. And in tight matches that counts. It counted on the on the weekend. Yeah, it did, yeah. Mate, what caught your eye over the weekend? What caught my eye? I blinked and it was gone. <laughs> The weekend was quick, wasn't Blinked it? and it was gone. It was the the speed of the Welsh winger, the young Welsh winger. Can you... Oh, yeah. What's his name? Lewis Rees-Zamet. Zamet? Zamet. Mm. So Zamet is absolutely rapid. We... I he's used a good-looking bloke, too. He's a rapido, mate. Rapido. He's a rapido. He's, he's got, got more ball, toe... More toe than a Roman, Roman sandal. sandal. Crikey, Dick. <laughs> So he's literally chipped over and then just left them for dust. That is the first. No, see, you, this is where you're wrong. This what? is where you're wrong. What? The first try was more impressive. Was it? 
he made that look so easy. But trust me. The chip and chase? No, not the chip and chase. Oh. He got the ball. He had two guys to beat. He Did absolutely, he no, he absolutely oh. flew past the first defender. Right. Then sticks the old brakes on, lets the other guy go past, but still then doesn't get caught by the other flower and goes over and made it look ridiculously easy. Wow. That is a tough try. And honestly, he made it look like he was just playing his younger brother in the park. So he's 20 years old. Oh, I would love to be him. Hey, I'd love to be him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 20, as you say, good looking. Very good player at the moment. You know, fast. I was never fast. I always wanted to be fast. (laughs) I did sprint training and everything and improved my times by like 0.001 of a second. (laughs) It's like, oh, you're not as slow as you used to be. But you're still not fast. <laughs> but he's he's rapid. Absolutely rapid. Absolutely rapid. Um, the refs. Now, I think we touched base yeah. on the refs last week. And again, they're just not consistent enough. Sorry, I haven't brought that up. Do you like that? What caught your eye? Rich McCaw and an eye cut. Yeah, he looks good, doesn't he? He does. Sorry, if you're just watching the pod, if you just listen to the podcast, this makes no sense. No, it makes you need no to get yourself over to the old YouTube, YouTube and see the pictures coming up on the screen, and and you can see me. Maybe not go over. <laughs> <to them. laughs> um, yeah, they're they're having shockers. I just don't think they're good enough. No. But these are basically like premiership referees, yeah. and they fast track some of them through. And I don't think they're quite good enough. I think the French, the French game. Um. I oh, know. Was it the French game or was it the English game? No one I had ever seen before. Not a ref I'd seen before, and he was very inconsistent. I think it was the England um, Italy game. I texted you about it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You were saying that. It, yeah, just village, just shocker. Yeah. Uh, Irish. I think he was Irish, mate. He was Irish. Yeah, he was but Irish. It yeah. was it was village. I, I think that's the number one thing. Christoph Ridley, when he came in, who actually was touch judging in one of those games over the weekend, he did say. The most important thing is you're consistent for both teams. Even if you're wrong, as long as you get it wrong for the other team as well, that that's all that matters. And there's not a true word that's been said. If you're going to referee the breakdown that way, then referee it that way. Yes. And yeah, what if, we're seeing on the weekend is we're not seeing that happen. If you're inconsistent with both teams, I mean, it's, it's not great, but I think you can sort of put up with it. But you know when but we talk about the letter, if we talk about the letter of the law, you don't want to talk about the letter of the law. No, Nigel Owens. <laughs> Nigel Owens referee to the spirit of the law. Yes, he did. But and he also why communicated he so it like that. He communicated to the players why he gave that call or yes. why he didn't. Yes, I don't think. I think Wayne Barnes. Is getting on that level now. Yes. But I don't think that many other referees are. No, I absolutely agree. I, I just think there's maybe a, a lack of South experience. Yako Piper. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I think you, you're he thinking was in starting Europe, to get there yeah, again. In Europe now, I, you know, uh, JP Doyle has fallen out out of yeah, favour so he's a good referee that seems like he's gone so now you're really looking at Nigel Owens not international refereeing anymore and and like 
they did a lot, didn't they? The French referees, Nigel Owens. French referees are nowhere to be seen. I know. Where have they gone? Good. They've all got COVID. Fantastic. No, well, not not fantastic that they've got COVID. I'm only joking. I don't know why they're not there. But also, do you know what I did like was um, the referee, the English referee who refereed the French Island game. He was speaking to the French team in In French. French. It's just a nice touch, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just jealous. I can't speak any other language. I can't no. even speak English probably. Ah, no, you, you might right, have worked out you listening can't. to this podcast. See, ah, I'd be si like claro. Sonny Bill. Hey, hey, boys. <laughs> hey, boys, what caught your eye, eh? What caught your eye, Damo? Wow, i tell you what caught my eye. You've got a lot written down. I hope you're not going to say it all. I am. I'm going to say oh. the French first try Crikey. was absolutely amazing. Oh, the one Offload just... to offload to offload mm. to offload to score in the corner. Yeah. Made it look like it was the All Blacks in their heyday out there. Wow. Ripping things apart. Um, Even with loads of players out, I still thought the French were excellent. And what highlights the difference is you've got Jelly Bear, who is class, or you've got Billy Burns. You know, that's the difference we're talking about. The French, even with their players out, can still bring on players that are great. Um, I think if we want better games... Of rugby, we need to referee the actual offside line. Over uh, the weekend, I got sick poor. and tired of going. He's but offside. From everyone, he's offside. Yeah, it wasn't just sort of one team getting. You know, they always say, "Oh, the All Blacks meter offside." Blah 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 blah. But it was everyone. To the play over only the time I have enjoyed seeing anyone offside. Courtney Laws. Was Courtney Laws is offside. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, I know you were. You were in the corner. I was. You were in the corner where he tried, scored yes. or he didn't score. Correct. Yes. Um, just referee it properly. They have talked yeah. about doing another rugby league thing, which is having two referees on the pitch, one doing the defence, one doing the attack. I personally think it's a damn good idea. The 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 defence would be refereed consistently. It would be consistent. The attack yeah. would be refereed consistently. And the most important thing is, I think half the problem is that the referees get damn tired. And when they get tired... They fall off the ball a bit, don't they? They fall off the communication wagon. They fall off making good decisions. I just think that it's it's a no-brainer for me. Hmm. Or you make sure your touchies do a good job and set the offside line. But it'd be much easier for the players if there's a defensive referee saying to them, get, get back, back behind me, basically. On me, on me. On me. Well, it's like at school. Yeah, when we're doing touch. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally talking all the time, aren't you? Absolutely. So I just think they just have to referee the offside line. doesn't matter how they do it. This is where I'm talking about the Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa. Yeah. That should have been a rule that they... They really looked at and made sure happened. Ireland do not have the power. CJ Stander is half the player he used to be. Him and Big Billy from England, same problem. No power anymore. No no punch. Billy's almost just like a... I mean, he still does have a bit of punch. Still a good player, but he's just a bit more of a chitty bear. Do you know what he is? He is a cricket roller now. Right? He used to be a bulldozer, right? Bulldozing through all those... You know, brick but walls. Now he's just slowly rolling. Now he's just mm. now he's just like compacting mm. the ground <laughs> underneath him rather than the players in front of him. But I, the other thing that really I spotted, mate, and tell me if I'm wrong here, 
You're wrong. Are there any game breakers? Who, who, when they get the ball now, you go, oh, they're going to make careful, a break. Careful, yeah, or not necessarily a break, but they're going to make meters. meters. But who? Name one. I Honestly, I sat here and I thought, well, where are my game in, breakers? In, in Europe at the moment. In Europe, yeah. Oh. They're just not there, are they? No. The you know, Welsh, Stuart the Hogg, fullback, fullback, is probably the most dangerous player in Europe at the moment. And he's not exactly... The Welsh winger? Oh, yeah, he's good. But he's not a game-breaker. No, he needs to be he needs put, space. He needs to be put in that right situation. He needs a good... He needs a good centre. Cheslin Colby. Game-breaker. Oh, uh, Watson. He hasn't been, though, has he? Over the weekend, he his feet were on fire. Oh, mate, he's uh, Italy. That, <laughs> <laughs> he was like your hips, mate, like J-Lo. J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. Um... He, he <clears throat> to be fair, was Italy, yeah. but his feet were on fire. Yeah, they were, he was he was a good player. He was, and and we have said before that he is a player that we we would pick that we'd pick in our team. But I just don't think there's many game breakers. No, the other thing is we've got the Owen Farrell, the shoveler, and then you have got the George Ford, the injector, and we saw that over the weekend. England started to play some attractive rugby. Surprise, surprise, because George Ford's playing at 10. He's attacking the line. Yeah. He's putting the ball behind. You know, what really made me laugh is he's attacking the line, and the way that they attacked best was when they put the ball behind Owen Farrell's back. <laughs> <laughs> and used it. But it's true, though, isn't it? It's like, I remember isn't it, talking to someone during, like, during the game. It was like, he's got to go. He's just such a good kicker. And uh, he's such a good guy, apparently. Have I mentioned him? <laughs> he's a good team, man. <laughs> apparently, he ruffles the referees up the wrong way. I don't way. think he's a good enough kicker to have him on the He pitch. is a good enough. Mate, he's a great You could kicker. find other... Who? Well, George Ford's a good kicker. He's not bad. He's a good kicker. But Owen Farrell is like the best kicker in the world. No, I disagree. 100% with that. What about... He missed quite a few, actually, on the weekend. No, he didn't, did he? Yes, he did. I think did it was he? one of the tries here. Owen Berwick oh, almost did, got yeah. charged down. He did, And it was a right. simple Simon kick. Simon says, get it over the post. Yeah. Okay. He normally <laughs> oh, he very missed. good, though. He is normally very good. He is, yes. On that note, though, Marcus Smith, Smith that plays for Harlequins. Wow. Is he good? Unbelievable. Richie Mwanga-esque. Oh, that's a big call. It's a big call. So I'm saying, what's this? What's that? Owen, Owen, mate. Oh, there's, yeah, a few, there's a yeah, few lads knocking on yeah, the door. I well, I, yeah. But is Steady Eddie too faithful? I don't think he is. He is faithful, isn't he? Billy Villapola, Owen Farrell. Yeah, but you think about what happened to Dylan Hartley. Yeah, I think once he sees them go past... Yeah, well, oh, yeah. No, actually, to be, do that. to be fair, you are right. As always, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I hate it when you say I'm right. Dylan, Dylan Harley is a great... He was like his captain. Sarcastic. You know, he stuck with them and then boom, gone. Yeah. So you're right. When he makes his decision, done. There just needs to be someone there in the wings who's a lot better. Yes. Jamie George was that player. Yes. Who... He knew I can get rid of him. Yeah, put and him I can in, bring someone and I can in. Bring who's someone in there. The same, if not better. Yeah. Stuart Hogg, exceptional. 
world class at the back again. Is he the best fullback on the planet at the moment? I'm going to say yes. And the only other thing was this, right? He does look very dangerous when he gets the ball, doesn't he? When the French ran it, they were exceptional. When Wales ran it, they were exceptional. When Scotland ran it, they were fantastic. They just run it more. Yeah. Just run it more. Yeah. They were all they were exciting. The annoying thing at the moment is that the there is the the weather isn't really for running rugby, is it? I don't care because when you look at that end of that game <laughs> and Scotland Scotland sat there, didn't they? And they needed to score the try. So what do they do? They attacked oh. and they scored the try. Wales then were behind. You know, not long to go. What did they do? They chucked the ball. They threw it round. And guess what? They scored. They scored. But the annoying then, thing, is, Scotland kicked it away with like three minutes to go. And you're like, what are you doing? Murder. I know. That was terrible. Wasn't it? it was <laughs> the halfback. So I sit there and I'm saying to, I'm saying, I'm looking at it. And, and I'm looking at it also and saying that Harlequins have lost their coach. And by all accounts, they're coached by the players now. And they're playing great rugby because they're allowed to run it. They've got smiles on their face. They're playing great rugby. I'm always starting to question where the coaches now are so prescriptive, they stifle teams from enjoying their rugby, and they might get short-term results, but long-term it leads to unhappy players. Therefore, they just don't don't get up for games. Just think yeah. if you're playing on the wing and you're thinking, God, am I going to get the ball today? Probably not. It depends how good you are. Yeah. But Depends Stuart, if you can change the game. Watson, fantastic player. If you don't give give him the ball, he's not going to do anything with it. Yeah. Mate, it's time for listeners' questions. Can't wait. <laughs> Why can't you wait? Because they're good questions. Your question or my question? Do you like that? No, you don't do. No. Dear Toby and green? Damien, Why is he great? That kind of looks like me. So profile. I'm joking. It doesn't. Dear Toby and Damien, <laughs> loved your answer to the goat question last week, and my question continues on the theme. Who do you feel who is currently playing could become the new goat in their single position? So we're not talking about like we did last week where, you know, it was fly halves and scrum halves. It's who could be in their position be the new goat. Now, I've put a few yeah, down. You've done. you've done some really good... You've done some really good stuff here. Okay, so first up, this is who I think could be. We are not saying that they are. Yes, correct. DuPont. That's not DuPont. Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Roman Intermac. Yes. Roman Intermac. I think he potentially, he's a good kicker, he's a great runner, and he's part of a great French team. Correct. So we're talking about points, we're talking about tries. He's in the he's in the realm of the Dan Carter esque where he gets points for his kicking and points for tries. He could he could go on to be top of the tree. He's got Vacatar outside him who's young. He's got DuPont inside him who's young. Yeah. Who's also next on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that, you know, I'm not saying he will be, but he's got half a chance. Yeah. But like you say, he's young. He's young and he's good. Right, who's your next one? He's good looking as well, isn't he? Oh, mate. Absolute fire. (laughs) Next up is... DuPont. DuPont. Mm -hmm. Again, 
Who's he got to beat? Aaron Smith. Yeah, and Aaron Smith's near the end of his career. Correct, yeah. He's near the start yeah. of it. And yeah. is he as good as Aaron Smith at the moment? Yes. He is, isn't he? So yeah. if he can show that consistency over a longer period of time. I think he needs to get his kicking game a bit better. I agree. Um, but like you say, consistency over the a long period of time. And, you know, I can see him being the best halfback ever. Yeah. He's got a tough one to beat. Yes. In my opinion, it was Jus van der Vestazen. Okay. Who, who was top, top of the tree. Yeah. But he could do it. Definitely could do it. Next up, sickens me a little bit to say this, but t- people do talk about Maratoji being this fantastic player. I think he's pretty good. Who's next on your list then? <laughs> but I do think that Maratoji, the one flaw in his game is he's not a ball carrier. Not, no, sorry, he's not, not. A, not a ball player. No, he's not. He doesn't carry the ball particularly he well either. He carries it quite upright, doesn't yeah. he? But he's very good at breakdowns. Great he's in the very, line very out. good at the line And he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yes. But... He's a leader. But like you say, I don't think he's much of a, a ball in hand kind of guy. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have him? Or would you rather have the next fella who's up on the list, which is... Rody Retallick. Don't you mean the guzzler? The guzzler, yeah. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have the guzzler. At his best. At his best, yes. I think he's he is late 20s now. Yeah, I mean, he he's... We talk about... He's got a few years left in the tank. Yes. He's got another World Cup. So you look at it and you say, if he wins another World Cup, yeah. you, know, you know, he's got to be putting himself in there. He did change the way that Locke's... Played the game yes, as well. Definitely, he he almost liked to put his head where no one else wanted to. Yeah, he's he such an ugly bloke, but he great can play in the line out, great with ball in hand. Yes, good runner, good runner. Yep, make good, good decisions. Breakdown. Good in the breakdown. Yeah, good in the scrum. It's hard to tell. It's isn't hard it? to tell. Yeah, I'll probably say Toji's maybe better in that area. But that's yeah. But again, it's hard to tell. Isn't inside Cena saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list, yeah, Pablo Matera. His problem's going to be is he's playing in a weak side. You know, you look at all of these guys and you say France are red hot at the moment, and those guys are young. They'll be strong for the foreseeable future. Yes, England are always pretty good, and they've had a really good run, and they could be good in the future. New Zealand are always pretty handy. Argentina, not so lucky. No, but is that almost like a Brian O'Driscoll-esque guy? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Brian O'Driscoll is sort of swimming upstream to get that GOAT status. Whereas others, you know, Dan Carter played in a very successful team for a lot of years, got a lot of points, but did he get a lot of points because we scored a lot of tries? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, he's doing a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be. Blindside flanker, greatest of all time. He's right huge. up there. Huge. It's huge, though, that. It is it is huge. Yeah. He's got a little bit to go. You know. Second row, in his older years, if he moves into there. He'd move to number six in his older years, surely. He doesn't he play a little bit of six and a little bit of eight, doesn't he? A little bit of six, eight, seven? Yeah, a little bit. Just take your pick. Yeah. Next up, mate. Peter. Peter Steph the toy. Mm. 
Not going to beat Richie McCaw, though, is no. he? No. He's a six, though, isn't he? Mm, I think he's seven. All oh, right. Good ball carrier. Very, very good player. Very, very good player. But is he as good as Richie McCaw? In some areas, he is. Yes. But all round? Longevity wise, no. That's pretty tough one to beat. Yeah. So we're going to say great player, but probably not going to be a goat. No. Mate, Simi. Simi Red Raja. I think, I think he's going to be a bit like Pablo. Yeah, I agree. If he wasn't playing a great, for Fiji. A great individual player, but. He's going to have to do amazingly well for club. Yeah, but even for club, he, he's it's not, not going to be considered. He's, no, he's not, not going to win be, World Cups. No. He's not going to. Yeah. He might lead his country to a couple of good wins. But he might be the best centre ever to have played the game. But <gasps> unfortunately, no, what I mean is, but he won't be a GOAT because if you're a GOAT, you win trophies. Yes. You know, re- part of the reason why Tom Brady is the GOAT is because he's won loads of trophies. Is he the best quarterback? Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, but he's won more trophies. Yeah. Therefore, he's made better decisions. Therefore, he's led his teams. It's not all about what you do. It's about sometimes what you say and the direction you point a team yeah. in. So last up, the Zamet lad. Mm. He, again, he, early days, he's only played a handful of test matches. Can you remember another player who is that old that is that you're excited about, like him. Rico. Yeah, you're right, Rico. Yeah. When Rico first broke on, we were like, mm. whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh, we found a gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we lost Julian Savia, yeah. who I loved, the bus. And it was like, oh. But we lost him to Rico. Rico. It was a bit like Osborne getting done over by Cullen. It was like we already had class, and then Cullen shows up. You're like, man, this is not fair. Once in a generation player, it turns yeah. out. I think he's probably going to be a little bit more grounded than Rico. Part of Rico's problem was that he enjoyed a few cocktail dinners with uh I also his think friends. Rico was a lot better. And it almost got to his head a bit. He got paid a heck of a lot of money real early doors yeah. as well. Rightly so. Fantastic player, but I d- out of... He- out of those four? I'm just thinking out of Sorry, all out of, of them, who do eight. you genuinely think could be a GOAT? DuPont. I think he could be. And I think Brady Retallick, if he comes back and if he plays well and if he won another World Cup, you've got to put him in there. You've got to say that he's better than Victor Matfield because Victor was awesome. The lineouts was an awesome operator, but... Longevity wise, what, what what does Brody Retallick do badly? Nothing. He does everything well. His face. <laughs> he does his face badly. Right, mate. Do you want do you want my question? I would love to hear your question. By the way, that's a great question. Who was that from? By the way, oh, that, that was from Stu- Stuart Parker. Ah, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. Who do you think would or could? Be AB's captain if Kane wasn't around? Oh, this was an awesome question because straight away I was like, oh, it's a, you know, who, who else would you put in there? And you're absolutely right. Everyone else is a poor substitute. 
You've got Dane Coles, too hot-headed, too near the end of his career. Bodie Barrett, who has done it, but it's not ideal being fullback. Brody Retallick, he's been um, playing overseas, so not great. So, um, Whitelock, Sam Whitelock, but at the end of his career. Yeah. So I'm going to go and say Patrick Turpilotu. Oh, I like that. He's the only like one that. there that I would genuinely say what could about, do the job well. What about the other Barrett? Scott Barrett. No, Geordie. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 Scott Barrett. Oh. What about Scott Barrett? Nah, mate. You don't think so? Nah, he's not even a he's not even a guaranteed starter. And there lies your problem. And that that's he's, part of the problem with no, Patrick Turpilotu. No, too. he is a guaranteed starter. He is, but he he's just been injured, hasn't he? I suppose, to be fair... He's a good player, too. He was supposed to captain the Crusaders as well, but then he got injured. Yes. So he's obviously got something in him. Tough one, though, isn't Tough it? Tough one. Well, well, who, who else would you put in there? I think you've almost got to go... You can't go Bowden Barrett. You can't. You just can't. No, if he's playing at 10, maybe, but he's playing at fullback. Mm. So can't do it. No, you can't. Aaron Smith. Oh, I think Aaron, Aaron Smith, Smith would be good for Highlanders. Yes. But maybe not good for the All Blacks. No, no, I agree. Mate, my question to you is, we see week in, week out, some poor, inconsistent refereeing taking place. What would you do to improve the situation? That's a hard question. It is, yeah. Well, we've already sort of touched on it a little bit. You'd have the attacking referee and the defensive referee. Yeah. Um. I think the touch judges need to do a better job. Absolutely. Um, maybe they need to get fitter. I don't know. Because they're, you know, are they getting tired? You know, a bit like the players do and they make poor decisions. I think the big thing is is the rules are so difficult to understand. Okay, yeah, but so it's he, their job. They, he, he, I'm sorry, it's their job. They get paid. I, 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 I understand that, to but do if it's difficult, if it's difficult for the referees to understand, okay, how on earth is a front row forward supposed to understand well, it? Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, they don't go to bed every night studying the law book. Some of the laws are ridiculous. Like, okay, so why t- why can you take a mark in your 22? Why can you kick it out in the fall in your 22? Because that's just the rule. That's there's so many. There's so many rules there are. that are there because of the history of the game, rather than because actually, you know, it makes any common sense. Well, I, I quite like those rules. I don't like the mark. I I, I agree. I don't want to ruin the the rug. I don't want to. I don't want to change change rugby. Yes. You know, but I do think you have got to sit there and say, how can we make the game simpler to understand? And simpler to referee. I think if it was also simpler to understand, more people would potentially go, right, I'm going to get into rugby. Because I think some people watch the game and go, I wouldn't have a bloody Scooby-Doo. No. But with football, you know, all right, they they kick it. What's that, Hamish Watson? Hamish Watson sit there and go, how dear, that's a red card. And then you've got half the country saying, no, it's a red card. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's Wales. They're going, yeah, it's a red card. Or Scotland, they're going, no, it's not. It happens all the time. Yeah. But then, you know, you see Sonny Bill going, shoulder barging. All of the British Isles are going, that's a red card. And all of England going, yeah, you're right. It's a red card. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've got down here is just got to encourage the referees for free-flowing rugby. 
free-flowing rugby, but also, again, like we said earlier, talk. Spirit of the you game. You know, instead of the letter of the law, spirit of the game. Get back, mate. Next one. Next one I'm going to ping you. Yes. That's the and spirit that's what of the you need game. To say. He's offside. Get back. Yeah. Do it again, mate. You, you know. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't want to stop Last the game. chance. Last chance alone. And then as soon as they do, what, penalty? Bang. Yeah. Next one. If it happens again, penalty bang. If it happens again, I'll go in my pocket, mate, and I'll pull out a card. <laughs> and it's not going to be green. <laughs> uh, we've got a question from the Razzler Dazzler. Okay. And he's saying here, after our conversation. Where is it? Oh, well, I haven't. I've just know it off by heart, oh, mate. Oh, God. Are you that way inclined? I studied Razzle Dazzler's emails to lynch their lives. Is he on, Wiki- uh, is he on Wikipedia? He's, he's basically said, would there be any difference if Georgia replaced Italy in the Six Nations? As it currently stands, Italy get an ass, a bum whipping week in, week out. Georgia would also get one, but it might be done in a more, kind of more aggressive, more defensive way. They might be more difficult to play. And Italy have just had their go. Um, <clears throat> Georgia will be difficult for maybe the first year or two. As in, like you say... People won't know how to play them. People won't know how to play them. Because they haven't played them. No. Whereas they play Italy year in, year out. But then I think after that honeymoon period of two years with Georgia, it'll just become an absolute... Whoosh, whoosh. Now, you might but think that's be an any app, different? but that was just my voice. That <laughs> that's, your, that's your own special effects. Yeah, okay. But would there be any difference? That, that's Razor Daz's no, question. You know, I don't if, think so. If you replaced Italy for Georgia, would you notice any difference? But now, but then if you replaced Italy or Georgia with South Africa... I know, and I think that'll happen. I think that's what they're doing. They're going to kick this can further down the road. Well, and you think, you think Italy will become a tier two country or tier two... Rugby country. Well, yeah, I think they will. That's so tough on Italy. It is tough on Italy, but they've had their shot. They've oh, had their it's shot. so harsh. It's just they've had it, mate. They've been there. They've not improved. They get their, They get beaten in and out. I mean, how many Six Nations games have they won in the history? Great not quiz many. question. Not many. Great quiz I reckon question. it's like five. In the history of the Six Nations, that they because oh, obviously they were the Six Nation, they probably won five. Great quiz question. Don't look great. it up. I'm not going to look it up. So my answer to you, Razza Dazzler, is you're right. There wouldn't be much difference. No. And if there was a difference, the only problem is that would Georgia improve? And the answer is probably not. So no, we just they're semi-professional. You know, Italy. I think Italy's problem is you know they've got the Italian top rugby comp conference and then they've got the pro uh 16 next year but too many clubs you know sucking out the talent yeah they've got some problems in the italian yeah, they do. yeah they i do. like their kit though yeah always like kit. their kit and they've got some decent players they do they do mate it is time for z quiz can i just warm I... this up now you have been exceptional over the past so you get one of those. And as of recently, I've been absolutely shocking. So as I used to absolutely wipe the floor with you week in, week out, 
<laughs> you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. You did. Not been so good recently. So we're going in to this one. My my questions are on scrum halves. Okay. Okay, but you've got to go first. Yes, mine that's are on how we caps. Roll. Oh, hang on. Oh, you've you've had a shock. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't so even. I don't on, even have a slide. Mine for the are quiz. on caps. 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 Oh, so. Not a sun cap, but the amount right. of times you've played. So, <laughs> how many English players have over a hundred caps of all in all time? All time. Seven. <laughs> Why am I smiling? Seven, five, two, or four. Jason Leonard has a hundred. Oh, not many. I can tell you that now. I think it's either two or four. Okay. Uh, Do you say five or seven as well? Yes. I would struggle to think that. I think it's four because I can think of two off the top of my head. So there must be others. Who are the two? Jason Leonard and Scrum Half at the moment. Ben Young's. He yeah. needs to move on though, doesn't he? So, but I don't know any others. Don't know any. Oh, Johnny Wilkinson, did he make 100? Don't think he did. He got injured for a long time. It's two or four. I'm going to go for four. Okay. Am I right or am I wrong? You're wrong. You should have gone two. It was two, eh? Yeah. And I named them. Yeah, you did. Yep. You're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give them away, though, did I? Right, I'm looking forward to losing uh, this one. Okay, here we go. Scrum half. So I'm going to name scrum half for you. Okay. All right. These are the ones you're out of. So it's the, for this round, it's out of Justin Marshall, Aaron Smith, Will Guinea, or George Gregan. Okay. Who has most points per matches? So Ooh, on average, I haven't actually worked out the average. But whose so fingernails who's, grow the longest? So, you know, let's say that someone had 81 appearances. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I get you know what, what I mean. mean. Yeah, yeah. So out of Justin Marshall, Aaron Smith, Will Guinea, and George Gregan, who has got the most points per match? I'm I'm going to say Will Guinea. I have a feeling it might be Will Guinea, but Aaron, they all score quite a few tries. I don't think George Gregan scored it. I hate your face. <laughs> your face I hate so your annoying. face generally, <laughs> and now it's even more annoying. Um, yeah, I'm going to lock in um, Will Guinea. You are? Wrong. wrong. Yeah. Let me go through the stats. Okay. Justin Marshall. Okay. 81 appearances for the All Blacks. 140 points. Right. Aaron Smith. 97 appearances. 107 points. Will Guinea. 110 appearances. Has he played that many times? Yeah. 90 points. Oh. Shocked me, eh? Yeah. I was with you, eh? Wow. Thinking... He's a good. I did actually think Justin Marshall would be right up there. Gregan, one hundred and thirty-nine. Is that one hundred thirty-nine? Yep, ninety-nine points. Really? All right, so it's Marshall. Wow. Okay, now we. I've spoken about Eust van der Vesthazen, and I think he's the best scrum half of all time. Right. Yeah. 
He had 89 appearances, 190 points. Wow. Prolific. How good is he? How good is he? So, you're wrong, mate. Yes, I was. I'm looking forward to your next question. So, that's one all. Or nil all. <laughs> Round to five decimal places. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, mate. Round to five decimal <laughs> How many... So, um, again, I'm going on caps. Yeah. So, it's the same question, but for South Africa. So, how many South oh, African players... No, I've got no idea, but go on. Well, that's good for me then, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, seven, oh, sorry, six, ten, five, or seven? Six, ten, five, or seven? Six, ten, five, six, ten. That's awful. So You've we're just going been that guy, England, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, England have. Two. England had two. Yeah, I'm amazed that anyone, you know, after them not playing, you know, I know obviously, you know, like Eust van de Vestazen is a good one. You know, he only got eighty nine. Is this including non tests? This is all test match. All test matches. So, so you could say there's basically five, six, seven, or ten. Yes. <laughs> but you just put them in a random order yeah. to throw me off. Yes. You would do the same for me? I would say it's got to be five because I know Percy Montgomery made the hundred. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing Victor Matfield made the hundred. He did. Brian Habana made the hundred. He did. Oh, um, the centre made the hundred. The guy we spoke about, blonde hair, uh, captain. Um, broken jaw. I'm not sure. I think he made the hundred as right. well. So we're up to that. We're up to that quite quickly, aren't we? That was four. Was it? No. That, yeah, that was four. Okay. I'm going to say five. Okay. You're wrong. Oh damn it! Is um, the beast? Oh, yeah. He also made it, and that's all I got. I don't know the other book. I mean, I, he is in the system, but I just didn't write it down. So it was six? It was six, yeah. Oh, kidding. <laughs> oh. Okay, then. How big? <laughs> big. <laughs> Once they're in the showers after a warm shower. Oh, mate. How long? <laughs> Sorry. Depends how warm the showers are. <laughs> yeah. Was it a cold day or... <laughs> Was it was it pre-season mate, in New uh, Zealand? Mate, come on. Get on with the game. Get <laughs> on with the game. And <laughs> who is the oldest player when they retired from international rugby out of these people? Justin Marshall, Will Guinea, George Gregan, or Use van der Vesthazen? So I don't when, know when they I don't retired. Know Just Van der Vesthazen. So he's South African scrum half. Yes, I can yeah, tell I, it's not I, him. I'll I give you that. that. It's I not him. It. So he's out. So you got three. I'm going to say George Gregan. You think George Gregan? Yeah, out of those f- three or four, three, yeah, three. Um, he had the most Test matches. He did. Yeah. So that just makes me think that he played for quite a lot longer. Mm. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go George Gregan. Final answer. 
Yes. Oh, you I got correct, it right, yeah. yeah. George Green, 35. 35, yeah. But wait for this. I thought you were going to say Victor Matfield, but he's not scrum half. Justin Marshall, 32. Yep. Aaron Smith is currently 32. Is he? Yeah. Right. And I think he could go on. Yes, for, I agree. Could he go on for another three years? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Will Guinea, 31. Uh, just George Gregg in 35. And Jus van der stays in 32. My last question, I need this to draw. Oh, don't say New Zealand because uh, there's so many in New Zealand. How many do New Zealand have? <laughs> 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 but I've got, I've got a winner-takes-all question last. All right, mate. So, how many do New Zealand have? Go on, what the numbers? Eight, 11, nine, or six? I don't think it's 11. Eight, 11, nine, or six? Shall I bring up who actually has got it as well? Well, Dan Carter's got it. Richie McCaw's got it. Uh, Kieran Reed's got it. Kevin Mialamu's got it. Oh, what did I say? I said Dan Carter, Richie McCaw, Kevin Mialamu, um, Reedo. Oh, um, has Kieran Reed got it? Yeah. Uh, and also Mills Mulaina. That's five. What were my numbers again? Eight, eleven. Nine or six. So I'm going to say six, but I can't remember the last one. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is Woodcock? Uh, Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to say six. Okay, you're wrong. Damn it! <laughs> it's nine. So we've got, we're going in order here. So we've got Richie McCaw, yeah. Kevin Mayalamu, yeah. Kieran Reed, Sam Whitelock. Oh, Tony Woodcock. Oh, yeah. See, I should have said Tony. Dan Carter, Owen Franks. Owen Franks. Ma'anonu. Did he get 100? He got 103. And Mills Moliaina had 100. Aaron Smith is currently on 97. Damn it. Hmm? I got a lot of those guys. I got zero, mate. Yeah. I got zero. It's a common common theme. Did you you know what... Do you want to know? I actually feel some, quite depressed, mate. I feel like the blues. Do, oh. do you want to know some more facts on Richie McCaw, though? Go on, mate. So he, he played 148 matches, started 141. He got subbed seven times. That's impressive, isn't it? And his win rate was 89%. That's ridiculous. Ma'anonu's got a better win rate. 89.3%. <laughs> Mate, my last question yes. for you, even though you've won. It's a real rubbish question as well. Who's the tallest out of them? And we're, I'm not going to ask you to go use Van der Vestazen because you don't know him. Was it Justin Marshall, Aaron Smith, Will Kenya, Justin Marshall. Or Justin George Marshall. Green? You are correct. 197. Use Van der Vestazen. Was he 197? 190. Oh, hang on. Wow, I was going to say, one se- 179. Okay, right. Use van der Vestazen was um, 188, six foot two, scrum off. That's big. Yeah, it's big, eh? Big. Wow. Mate, winner takes all, come on, your final question. Winner takes all. 
So which country has the most yeah. people over a hundred? Yeah. Which country do you think has the most players over a hundred? Right. Well, it's got to be one of the six nations. <gasps> could be. Uh, could be random because they. They. You know. It could be random. It could be tier two. Hey, eh? is it tier two? No. So it's tier one. Tier one. I'd say New Zealand. Um, New Zealand would be right up there. I think. New Zealand would be right. So obviously. Oh, well, it could be New Zealand, couldn't it? So New Zealand. It's an option. It could be Australia, but I don't think Australia. Because they have hardly any players that's just going to play them the whole time. <laughs> you could say that about Italy. I just think New Zealand seem to have, they just seem to have a lot. Oh, God. Hate you. Can I just I say I absolutely you. hate you I today? I haven't said a s- single thing. Um, not going to be, it's obviously not England, it's not South Africa, it's New Zealand, Australia. Who else is there? Islands, Scotland, Wales. Yeah, I'm going to go. It's going to be Australia, but I'm going to say New Zealand. You should have gone with Australia. Yeah, it's bloody Australia. <laughs> so, so um, England with two, South yeah. Africa with six, New Zealand with nine, Scotland with three, yeah, Wales with five, Ireland with six, Australia with ten. And France with two. So then I went down and I went, Canada, the most caps that someone's got is 80. Uh, USA, 76. Japan, 98. Yeah. And then Argentina is 89. Yeah, you tier one, you play more, don't you? You play more, yeah. You play more. I feel really down, eh, now? I don't think I've ever been absolutely whitewashed. Can well, I can I can I have some support from the email posse and the no, Twitter posse out there? You just can't, How ridiculous! You can't just How ridiculous was your question? It wasn't actually it was that a ridiculous. Terrible, terrible question. No, I think you could have tried to work it out, but you I just, did try. <laughs> you did try, but you did an awful <laughs> job. Now you deserve it, mate. You Thanks, deserve buddy. to win. I'm going to give really hard questions next week. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. We're not doing the quiz next yeah, week. Yeah, we are. Again. We're doing the quiz till I win. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mate, that's the end of the show. It is. It's been a long one. You haven't complained once. No, because I've had my whiskey here. Yeah, you have, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Anyone you won the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, as always, it's been a real pleasure. It has, I've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it, apart from the last <clears> 10 <throat> minutes. Um, until next week. See catch you later. later. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.